Welcome to Asset Management Group's private client-only podcast with Andrew Nida and Mo Param. Welcome to this week's private client podcast. Mo, myself, October 16th. Hope you guys are doing well. Coming off of a uh, really a beautiful, great weekend, quite busy weekend for myself, and now into a, what feels like a first good fall weather day. Yeah, we both have a vest on today. And we both so look good, man. Yeah, thank you. Hey, you look great that. over there. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. So, yeah, so we're we are officially, I, I would say we're officially in fall season right now. Oh, man, that's fantastic, man. Love it. Love it. Actually, um, dropped in 18 holes yesterday evening. Oh, nice. Yeah, me and the boys went and played a little bit of, little bit of golf, and Benji has his regional tournament scheduled for Tuesday um, at a beautiful golf course. So we went and played it uh, yesterday, and it was, man, it was brisk. Yeah, Amy was Amy was struggling. She's a trooper, though. You know, three boys <laughs> out there uh, in a golf cart around uh, six thirty last night, wind blowing. Oh yeah, no, she's a trooper. Yeah, I'm a trooper too, though. The way I play golf and I continue to play. You get, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you got to be able to grind oh, through man. it. Yeah, but the only way to get better is to keep playing. They say you have to keep saying yourself. I've not seen that evidence yet. <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen the progression, but uh, we are going to work on getting better. And actually. One of the one of the major missions we have for this upcoming year is to uh, one of our client engagement focused activities for the year is to begin scheduling uh, some time to spend with some of you guys that really and you ladies that really enjoy golf. Mo and I and maybe just me. I've seen good Mo play golf. Oh, it's getting better. Yeah, <laughs> are gonna uh, you know cater to you and take you out and enjoy a afternoon of golf. So yeah, we we act. Actually, we have to get better. That's that's the reality of it. Yeah, you have to get better in life. And uh, yeah, golf is something that is one of those things that I've done pri- privately in the past three or four times. And I was so frustrated, so frustrated playing that I just stopped playing. Mm-hmm. And we're talking 12, 13, 14 years ago. And so last, well, from the golf tournament in, in August... I've played probably four or five times since. And yes, it's still frustrating. Don't get me wrong. It's still frustrating. But it's one of those things you just can't give up. You got to just keep keep playing. Get, you got to keep playing. Keep playing. Keep, keep getting better at it. Yeah, there you go, Mo. Yeah. My best days are not seen on the golf course. So as soon as I can control myself, emotions, frustrations, challenges, that's when I'm ready to bring a client out there. <laughs> <laughs> so see you on 26. Yeah, we'll see you on a few years. <laughs> no, but anyway, it has been a uh, it's been an interesting um, week last week, and obviously you guys know just loads of prayer with all that's going on right now with the war in Israel, and um, you know it's just a mess, an absolute oh, yeah. mess. And so you know, first and foremost, extend you know our prayers for the individuals and the, the families, the children, the wives that have been caught up and involved in that. Um, but you know that that is a topic that resonates with with where we are in our uh, talk in regards to the economy and the markets and so forth. So, just wanted to kind of throw that out there real quick. Last week was quite, um, you know, a challenging and yet interesting week from a market standpoint. So, I think you know, Mo, why not? Now's the time. It's time for the bull bear market minute. Welcome to the Bull Bear Market Minute, and we do have some market talk oh, from yeah. last week. What's your, what's our first update, Mom? Throw it over to you. Just real quick, you know, just just looking at the just how the market performed last week. Uh, actually, for the first time in a while, real estate actually led uh, 
some of the major indices right now as of last week. So real estate up somewhere around 2%. That's pretty good because my house just hit the market last week. Well, there you go. Oh, yeah. There okay. <laughs> See, we're supporting it. Yeah, you know, um, the 30-year uh, was at, what, 8%. Uh, kind of trickled down a little bit to 79 is isn't change, but still really high. So, yeah, real estate's looking, uh, as of last week, uh, a little higher. S&P at 1.5%. Uh, equal weighted S&P at 1%. And uh, what's this? What we have going on here? And the bond market basically flat for last week. So a lot of volatility, but at the end of the day, we saw a positive week uh, coming from the last few weeks of just so much volatility, negative news. So it was good to see the market have a positive response. That's right. The, the We also got kind of a month in review on the month of September. Pro producer price index increased 0.5% for the month of September. Um, which was a little bit of an increase from the expected number, I would say. And then, and, and excluding food and energy, core PPI was up 0.3%. Uh, on a year-over-year -year basis, headline CPI ticked down to 3.69 from 3.71 in the month of August. Core CPI slowed more markedly uh, to 4.13, the smallest increase in September 2021. And, you know, I mean... Good, I guess some good information there, but I think it still resonates with, you know, at least from the data, from a data perspective, suggesting that inflation is, you know, once again, it's not going away anytime soon and, you know, could keep interest rates up. Yeah. Which is a kind of a talk right now on the next Fed meeting. Yeah. You know, the, the like we mentioned last time, you know, the, the conversation of interest rates staying high for longer is, is really what's, what's dominating the, 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 the news right now conversations of any type of pivot any type of reduction is you know put to the wayside right now so i think the market like everything else right uh, the market just doesn't like surprises so as long as information is consistent then um you know these higher interest rates for longer will just be baked into the market and we'll find out right this we're last week started really earning season so we saw some uh, positive news from some of the financials um Wells Fargo, J, uh, J.P. Morgan, and this week we'll have uh, some more companies. I think Netflix is is releasing in day now, so we'll see how how the how companies are responding to these interest rates. Yeah, speaking of J.P. Morgan, Jamie Dimon he released an article, um, or I guess some statements, I should say, pretty interesting last week, basically expressing his deep concerns about the current global situation, labeling it as potentially the most perilous in decades pointed to several critical factors, obviously now, the the ongoing war with Ukraine, the recent attacks by Hamas and Israel, and their, you know, potential far-reaching impacts on energy, food markets, global trade, geopolitical relationships, et cetera. So, you know, a lot of uncertainty and unpredictability uh, of what could ultimately be the outcome from an economic standpoint here in the U.S. as a result of, you know, some of these challenges that we're facing from a geopolitical standpoint. So, um, you know, with the upcoming Fed meeting, um, do you have any thoughts on an increase? I know, I know, it's uh, it's always fun to talk about. I'm, I'm going. Can I go first? <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. Okay, I want to go. Um, I'm going uh, 25 basis points. So you're see so you're seeing an increase. Yeah. Well, I'm seeing an increase before the end of the year. So that kind of softens my uh, expectations. <laughs> it, I, I'm I, shooting I, for. I'm not shooting for it. I just think it's. I just think it's what, what they're going to do. 25 basis points increase before December 31st. I I'm, I'm going to say they're going to pause. No, another pause. 
But you have no substance for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to be either 25. I don't see a 50 basis point increase. No. So it's either 25 or a pause. And I, and I think another pause. Well, I, I think you're probably in, in the right realm. I, the only thing that's kind of changed my thoughts is all that's going on now with, with Israel mm-hmm. um, and Hamas. So that could change my expectation right. later. You know, I, originally, though, without that, I was thinking 25 basis points. Okay. Okay. I don't know. We, we don't have money on it, so I guess it's not, I don't have to stress <laughs> out about it. But I feel like, we, <laughs> I, feel like yeah. I should win. No, it may happen. Yeah, it, it, it could happen, right? Again, I guess we'll, we'll see. You know, I think the earnings reports are coming out. We'll see how companies, again, are, are and large companies are really uh, handling the higher interest rates. But, you know, these are the larger, larger companies that are having their earnings report. But smaller businesses, right, the NFIB Small Business Optimism Index declined for the second month in a row. Yeah. So, yes, we'll have earnings from the larger companies. But then this new... Um, Report from the NFIB against Small Business Optimism Index fell in September to ninety point eight, um, and so it's far it's far below from its um, low of eighty nine and eighty nine in uh, April of twenty twenty three. So smaller businesses are seeing not as optimism and uh, not as optimistic as most people may think. Yeah, but that always kind of correlates with the market, right? That's that's just people, emotions, fear. You know, I mean, listen, consumer sentiment right now. It remains low, I feel. I mean, I feel like when you talk to the average, you know, I mean, you guys, right? Clients and, and potential clients and businesses that we talk to and communicate with, anybody really ultimately outside of the the data that supports the economy uh, will tend to have somewhat of a negative outlook um, on, on the overall economy as a whole. But some of their fears are um, inflation, labor shortages, higher financing costs, and reduced co- credit access. Um, and then, you know, although some macro factors have improved, but smaller firms are from this reporter, you know, they fear that there's more obstacles ahead of themselves. Yeah. And, and there might be. And I think from a planning standpoint, kind of close out the market talk it, you know, you got to plan for both, which is our which is our mentality and put yourself in a position where you're going to be successful regardless. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the lack of credit or I'll say the lack of credit, the reduction of credit access, I think that's what's really going to hurt what maybe smaller businesses are hurting hundred percent because you mentioned you have to be flexible. You have to be prepared. Well, you know, recently in the past, but interest rates so low and, and, you know, financial institutions giving money left and right, you know, if a small business wanted to expand, wanted to hire, wanted to, you know, grow, it wasn't that hard to get access to credit. Mm-hmm. And now, now with credit tightening, it, that could be one of the, that probably is one of the biggest reasons why they feel optim They don't feel as optimistic optimistic about that's, that's a hard word to say optimistic about the the next six months of the of right the, of the economy yeah i would i would agree with you i think that's probably one of the biggest challenging factors you know you think about it guys from a small business perspective and many of you guys run small businesses some of you don't maybe you work for a small business but you know depending on the industry a lot of industries um manage their cash flow through you know short-term loans or the expansion of their company through short-term loans um, or SBA loans or whatever it may be. And, you know, you go back over the last uh, 24, 36, 48 months um, and and you find a world where that was actually really feasible. You know, you really want to expand. You want to take on a project that maybe your company's not quite ready for, but you can staff up. You have the ability. You're optimistic about knocking it out. So you put a bid in, you get the job. 
you take out an SBA loan at a fraction of the rate, very right. cheap money. You you staff up for the project, you buy the equipment necessary, and and then you expand your business, right? And and that that's the way small businesses have ran and have been, been comfortable in doing so. And now, not only has it gotten tightened in regards to the cost and the rate uh, that's applied to these loans, but now it's also just the the struggle of even getting approved right. to access a loan, to your point. Um, so I think it's an interesting, uh, the only other one kind of comes to mind that's uh, kind of a sidebar here that I think is interesting to think about and watch is how students uh, or recent grads potentially are going to begin and how capable they are to begin servicing this debt over mm-hmm. time. You know, we're what, one month, one full yeah. month in or two months, full, uh, two full, full months in? One full month in. Okay. You know, so there's no real data out there to support, you know, any delay in payments yet. But I mean, they're, they're, we're talking pretty substantial amounts of liability and debt that has to be serviced by, you know, by a lot of people who, you know, are recent grads with degrees that they don't have careers in and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe not making the type of money that's necessary or that's required to service the debt. Right. So right. a lot of interesting stuff there too. Yeah. It's messy. It's yeah. messy. But you said it's, that's why planning is so important. Right. right? I mean, uh, we say it so often and uh, hopefully you, you all believe it. Planning is a living and breathing thing. Mm-hmm. And so your financial plan, the financial plans we put for you and put together for you, has to be flexible and continues to be flexible when new information and new news comes out. And so does the investment strategy. So does the investment strategy, you know, exactly. Uh, which is why we structure our models and portfolios the way that we do, um, blending the recipes so that we can, you know, basically continue to have that smooth ride regardless of the volatility, uh, the location of the volatility, uh, the direction, um, so that our clients can be successful. You know, we, we've been talking about taxes um, and, and it's kind of the theme of the month, if you will, maybe month and a half, <laughs> but w- we, I wanted to take a side pivot on this, this week's show, because there's something, uh, probably, you know, that takes precedence today, actually, um, that we need to make sure all of our clients know about and they're aware of. So many of you guys know this and, and don't just disconnect if you're not 65 and older, but if you are 65 and older, or you are on disability, 24 months effectively in a disability, you're eligible for Medicare. And the reason today is so important is because today marks your start of the annual enrollment period. Open enrollment starts today. Yeah. Goes till December 5th. No, December 7th. You can't get that wrong. <laughs> I don't know why. It's we December are live 5th. on a podcast. Something's <laughs> December 5th. I don't know why I said that, but December 7th. Yes. Yeah. Um, November 5th is probably what you were thinking of. November 5th. Yes, that's right. You can't forget that I can't one. forget November 5th, my wife's birthday. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so December the 7th uh, is the end of the enrollment period. So here's, you know, not to go too crazy into Medicare details, but here's what you want to do. Okay. Number one, if you're on Medicare, you obviously or likely have a Medicare Advantage plan or you also have a prescription drug plan. Okay. Both of those two items, Medicare Advantage or Medicare Drug are open to considerations from October the 15th through December the 7th, meaning this, your company can do a lot of different things. They can change their coverage. They cannot offer coverage. They can reduce prescriptions off the formulary. They can um, basically anything they want to do. Yeah. Yeah, they can do anything they want. And so can you, okay? So 
it's our advice that you never want to just assume that what worked best for you last year will naturally be the best thing for you this year. Mm -hmm. Because after December the 7th, you don't have the option to change. You're stuck. Yeah, you're stuck. You get no other uh, option to to make some adjustments to the plan. So what we recommend is you want to go first and foremost to Medicare.gov, Medicare.gov. Go through the process right there of entering in your prescriptions. The system actually works very well. You're going to type in your drugs, the quantity, the strength, the milligram, whatever it may be. And through the combination of your prescriptions, basically the drugs you know you're going to take for next year, Medicare and their technology will basically lay out the cheapest to the most expensive for all of your 2024 based off the drugs you know you're going to take. That's the best way of analyzing your drug plan. It's also a great way of looking at the Medicare Advantage plans as well. Right, right, yeah. And uh, the reason why I like going that route is because you get to see, you know, which one of your pharmacies are participating in any type of programs that can give you discounts. And so, yeah, take this time right now during this open enrollment, especially with your prescription plans, to see which one makes the most sense for you. And and for those who are first time um, uh, enrolling in Medicare, you say to yourself, well, I don't take any prescriptions. I'm, I'm fine as an ox. You still want to go ahead and get, if you're going to do a supplemental plan, uh, get the lowest grade med, uh, prescription plan at this point. Because if you don't, and God forbid down the road you do need to, you do have prescriptions and need to get a plan, then there is a penalty that is a severe penalty that lasts forever. I'm still stuck on fine as, a, fine as an ox. Fine as an ox. Is that fine? Yeah. You ever seen an ox? <laughs> ox is healthy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Fine uh, as an ox. We're going to go with that one. Um, so, yes, you want to make sure you're set up. Now, there is some updates on Medicare Part B Premium. Looks like we're going to get an increase. Yep. Don't complain. They gave you a decrease last year. I'm just playing. You can complain. It's not going to get you anywhere. But they had a decrease last year right. to Medicare Part B Premium. Now they're going to have an increase to the tune of... It's about 6%. I think it's like 50, no, it's like $10. Yeah, I believe you're right. I believe it's somewhere around $10 or so. It looks like Part B premium, the standard premium is going to $174.70, mm. which is an increase of, yeah, I mean, literally, you know, $10. Yeah. About 30 cents shy of $10. So not too bad. Um, and then it looks like we also locked in the cost of living adjustment. Is that right? For, for social, social, yeah, for Social Security. For Social Security, yeah. So it's 3.2%. Uh-huh. So still higher than the last than the average over the last 20 years, but a big, big decrease from last year's 8.7% mm -hmm. increase. Yeah. We're slowing down inflation. Slowing down inflation. inflation. I don't know about that. Yeah. So between your, you know, your Medicare Part B premiums, your deductible, uh, and your cost of living just for Social Security, I think it ends up being a, a wash of maybe like a net of 30 bucks more. Mm -hmm. you, on average, one is going to see in your Social Security uh uh, payments. That's right. Yeah. Uh, annual Part B deductible, you just slightly mentioned it, but it's going up to, to $240 a month, right. increase of $14. So just some things there to kind of keep keep in the, in the back of your mind. Remember with uh, Medicare Part B premium, just so it's said, uh, obviously we're working through tax planning season, a lot of conversions. Many of you guys, we've been talking through Roth conversions, moving money from 401ks, IRAs to Roths. With that said, one thing to keep in mind is that your Medicare Part B premium can be increased in relationship to your modified adjusted gross income, okay, which is That's a right. whole different Good factor point. in calculation. So if you're, if you're out there 
you got to be mindful if you're trying to do any of these things yourself and or you're looking to work part-time, take on a part-time gig because the, the, the increase in your Medicare Part B premium for you and your spouse can be pretty substantial based off of that MAGI number. So, you know, if you have any questions about that, let us know. Um, if you get stuck on Medicare, call the office. We'll help you out, give you some guidance, some, some steps to take. You know, if you run into a very, you know, like high, maybe you're taking like a specialty drug, high cost drugs uh, or prescriptions, you know, let us know. We, we have some, uh, some things that we could tell you to consider and maybe try to reduce those costs also. So with that said, you got anything else? No, no, it's, uh, I don't want to bring up the bad news about the Braves, but don't even, yeah, this is disappointing. <laughs> it was like the top five teams of the MLB got knocked out oh, in the first round. That's crazy. That is insane. Insane. I'm, I'm disappointed. Yeah. That's okay. Got the dog still in it. Dogs are still in it. Let's go, baby. Fight. Let's go. You know, forget about the brace. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still a little ill. Uh, but no, that's it. Um, you know, again, we're here if you need us. So uh, give us a call. Give us a shout. Give us a text. We're here for you. All right. Take care. Have an awesome week. See you next week. Investment advisory services offered through Asset Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Andrew Knight and Moise Param provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Asset Management Group. By contacting Asset Management Group, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.